1: Start the conversation with your new audience today. Email sales at sbs.com.au.
2: SBS, a world of difference. You're with
3: NITV Radio, on mobile, online and on radio.
4: We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land NITV broadcasts from, Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and their elders, past and present. We also acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander tribes and clans we broadcast to, from the mountains to the plains, from the desert to the sea, from freshwater to saltwater.
0: Yama, and welcome to NITV Radio. Today is Monday the 3rd of April 2023, a day... When the entire country is mourning the passing of Yunupingu, who sadly passed away earlier today after battling a long illness. Yunupingu is one of Australia's most influential Aboriginal leaders and a trailblazing land rights fighter. In the program today, we look back at Yunupingu's life and his legacy. Also in the program last week, precisely last Tuesday, March 28, it was exactly one year after the collapse of Aboriginal Community Funeral Plan, better known as uh, UPLA. And to mark this event, First Nations elders and advocates from across the country held a National Day of Action at Parliament House, calling on the government to act and provide a long-term solution to thousands of First Nations victims of the failed funeral insurance company, especially considering the government's own failures leading up to the insurer's collapse. Also on NITV Radio today, well, the Vatican has formally rejected the historical doctrine of discovery used to justify the colonial era seizure of lands. As you'll hear, Pope Francis has finally acknowledged the historical struggles many indigenous nations experienced across the world. All these stories and more coming to you on NITV Radio after the latest news. Bertrand Tungandame I am Bertrand Tungandami. This bulletin, Aboriginal land rights champion Yunupingu dies in NM Land, aged 74. Former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull says the Liberal Party is out of touch with the voters. And in sport, the NRL's policing of the hip drop tackles comes under the spotlight. Originally, land rights pioneer Yunupingu is being remembered by his people as a giant of the nation as they mourn his death in northeast Anem Land. Surrounded by his family and ceremonial adornments, Yunupingu died peacefully at his home in northeast Anem Land this morning, the Uthu Yindi Foundation confirmed. Yunupingu was a giant of the nation whose contribution to public life spanned seven decades and was first and foremost a leader of his people, whose welfare was his most pressing concern and responsibility. Yunupingu was born on the 30th of June 1948 in Gunyangara, on the northern tip of the Gulf of Carpentaria in the Northern Territory he was australian of the year in 1978 and helped to create the annual gamma festival a celebration of culture that attracts prime ministers industry leaders and ordinary australians alike he retired from his land council role in 2004.
7: i plan to take a rest if i can do do uh, things that is uh, with the families uh, more involvement with uh, with the regional uh, responsibilities uh, setting up economic propositions for, not only for my own families, but for other people.
0: His fight to protect First First Nations' rights continued for the remainder of his life. The Albanese government has promised to provide resources to ensure the e-safety of First Nations children after a report found they are more likely to be exposed to harmful content or hate speech attacks. Released by e-safety, the report found that First Nations youths are almost three times more likely to have experienced online hate speech than the national average. It's also reported almost 80% of First Nations children between the ages of 14 and 17 have already been exposed to potentially harmful online material such as violent images or sexual content. E-Safety Commissioner Julie Inman-Grant says more needs to be done to protect young First Nations people from the impacts of negative experiences online nominations have opened today for traditional owners of country in victoria to run for the second term of the first people's assembly of victoria with elections taking place between the 13th of may and the third of june 2023 the assembly represents aboriginal interest Strait islander people on the path to treaty in victoria and the next term will negotiate a statewide treaty and empower traditional owner groups to negotiate treaties in their areas the nomination period for candidates is from today, April the third, to the twenty-fourth of April, with voting available in person, online, or via post. This is an opportunity for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people to choose who they want negotiating treaty in Victoria. After a big loss in the Aston by election, former Prime Minister Malcolm, Malcolm Turnbull told ABC Radio National the Liberal Party is becoming increasingly out of touch with voters and must change course.
6: Well, the Liberal Party has moved increasingly to the right, uh, it, and the state of Victoria is very much a smaller Liberal state. So the Liberal Party in Victoria and its federal leadership is increasingly out of touch with the people whose votes they need to win elections.
0: The Liberals are trying to figure out what went wrong after unexpectedly losing the by-election in the East Melbourne seat amid rising living costs. The loss of the seat following the retirement of ex-Morrison government minister Alan Tudge was the first time a federal government has won a seat against an opposition party in a by-election since 1920. Former unionist and breast cancer survivor Mary Doyle won the seat with a 6.5% swing after cutting down Mr. Tudge's double-digit margin at the federal election to 2.8%. Former U.S. President Donald Trump's lawyers say he anticipates moving to dismiss the charges against him as he prepares to make a return to office at the 2024 presidential elections. It is understood Mr. Trump is facing multiple charges of falsifying business records over harsh money payments made to pawn stars Tommy Daniels before the 2016 election. Mr. Trump, 76, is expected to be arraigned, fingerprinted, and photographed in New York on Tuesday before flying back to Florida to address his supporters at Mar-a-Lago. Mr. Trump says he has never had so much support and love as he does now.
7: No president in the history of our country has been subjected to such vicious and disgusting attacks. But they only attack me because I fight for you. It's very simple. They can't buy me and they can't control me, and that scares them beyond belief. Your contribution today will show the left that nothing can destroy the greatest political movement in history. This is the greatest movement in political history. There's never been anything like it.
0: And starting from term 4, a mobile phone ban will be enforced in all public high schools in New South Wales as promised by the Minsk government during the election. This move will bring high schools in line with public primary schools and schools in other states and territories. The Education Department will discuss with schools ways to enforce the ban such as depositing phones on trolleys, using lockable pouches or lockers or handing in phones at the beginning of the day. The ban will reduce classroom distractions, address cyberbullying, and, according to Premier Chris Minns, who spoke on Sunrise on 7 this morning, will improve student learning outcomes.
1: But At the end of the
3: day, we need to do it because I know a lot of adults find it difficult to focus at work with a mobile phone in front of them, but we're expecting children to put down social media devices and concentrate on classwork. It's just not happening. We believe this is an important step for New South Wales high school kids.
4: Yep.
0: The outgoing sex sex discrimination commissioner says Australia has made more progress on workplace sexual harassment than she hoped for. Kate Jenkins, who oversaw the landmark Respect at Work report, tells ABC Radio she started in the role with the aim of accelerating change and her national inquiry meant the Australian Human Rights Commission had come up with tangible solutions.
5: Uh, We've come a massive distance, probably even more than I had hoped. We've changed the laws, we've um, put responsibility onto employers to actively be stopping sexual harassment.
0: Ms Jenkins says she knew that change took time but remained optimistic. She pointed to the revelations of sexual assault regarding former Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein and the gender equality movement that followed as a turning point for Australia. Russia's Interior Ministry says a bomb blast at a St Petersburg cafe has killed Russian military blogger Vladen Tatarsky. At least 25 people were injured in the blast. Ministry sources say Tatarsky was presented with a statue which had a bomb hidden inside. Tatarsky was a vocal supporter of Russia's war in Ukraine. Last year, he posted a video from inside the Kremlin during a ceremony hosted by President Vladimir Putin. ''We
8: will beat everyone. We will kill everyone. We will rob everyone who needs to be robbed. Everything will be the way we love.''
0: God is with us. Finland's Prime Minister Sanna Marin has lost her bid for a second time as her party was defeated by two conservative parties in a closely contested three-way race for control of parliament. The centre-right National Coalition Party has claimed a victory with around 20.7% of the votes, followed closely by right-wing populist party the Finns with 20.1% and the Social Democrats with 19.9%. Ms. Marine has congratulated all the winners.
1: This is a great day because we have done well in the elections. Congratulations also to the other winners of the elections. Congratulations to the coalition party. Congratulations to the Finns. Democracy has spoken. The Finnish people have cast their votes and celebrating democracy is always a wonderful thing. So... Thank you all. Thank you for being here. Let's have a good evening, and we also have a reason to be happy about this result.
0: Ms Marine, who at age 37 is one of Europe's youngest leaders, has received praise for her cabinet's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic and for her prominent role in advocating for Finland's successful application to join NATO. And to spoil the NRL's policing of the hip drop tackles is under the spotlight after the three players were in was after three players were seen banned in Sunday's games. Marata Nukore, Dale Finucane and Jaden Okunbo were all binned and placed on report and will be awaiting the outcome of the match review committee's findings this morning. The tackle, which is divined by a player dropping his weight onto the back of a ball-carrying opponent's legs, has been the scourge of the NRL in recent years. But in the case of Nukore and Finuken, it appeared as if the contact was accidental as defenders swung off a powerful ball carrier who had crashed through the initial tackle New South Wales State of Origin coach Brad Fittler described the decision to send New to the Bane in the Warriors' 32-30 win over Cronulla as harsh. And looking at the weather around the country this Monday, Broome light rain, 32, Perth, sunny, 27, Adelaide, sunny, 24, Melbourne, mostly sunny, 23, Hobart, cloudy, 21, Albury-Wodonga, sunny, 23, Kambla, Canberra, partly cloudy, 22. Wollongong, showers 23. Sydney, also showers 24. Newcastle, similar conditions, 25. Brisbane, showers 27. Townsville, mostly cloudy, 29. Cairns, possible shower developing, 31. Alice Springs, partly cloudy, 28. Darwin, shower 2 and a possible storm at the top of 33. And the Torres Strait Islands, light rain at the top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.
4: Radio, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1pm or anytime online.
5: And still, we are waiting for our treaty. Where is our treaty?
1: We want our treaty now.
0: And that was a treaty song by Yothu Yindi. Well, released in June 1991, three years after the presentation of the Baronga Statement to the then Prime Minister Bob Hawke, uh, this uh, song, uh, through this song, you think actually wanted to highlight the lack of progress on the treaty between Indigenous Australians and the Australian government. And as you'll hear, the story of this song is uh, closely linked to Unupingu's uh, fight for his uh, people's uh, rights. Yunupingu sadly passed away and his passing is being felt uh, ra- very sadly right across the country.
4: NITV Radio, on radio, online and mobile.
0: was better known as a trailblazing giant of the Aboriginal land rights movement. He passed away earlier today at his northeast Anem land home in the Northern Territory after a long battle with illness. The family of Yunupingu has given permission to use his last name. Greg Diet reports.
8: One of the many historic moments led by Unipingu, a man who dedicated his life to Aboriginal rights, was the Burunga Statement in 1989.
5: And if that statement will go and last for the next 200 years, let's achieve it now. Please make it right. Make it right that we've been waiting for the day that has happened now. That there shall be... A treaty negotiated between <laughs> between the Aboriginal people and the government on behalf of all the people of Australia.
8: That was then Prime Minister Bob Hawke making a promise that was never delivered. The moment was immortalised by his brother's band, Yothu Yindi, later, in frustration at a lack of progress. <laughs> The hit song propelled the fight for Indigenous rights to the top of the music charts in 1991. For Unipingu, it was a struggle that stretched back decades during An Extraordinary Life. His passing confirmed in a statement from the Yothu Yindi Foundation. A revered Yulnu elder and leader, he was born in a community in Arnhem Land on the Northern Territory's northeast coast. He was educated at the local mission school and joined the land rights struggle when he helped his father draft the famous Bark Petitions of 1963, the first Aboriginal documents recognised by the Australian Parliament. They sought the recognition of rights to traditional land urging the government to reconsider using 300 kilometres of Arnhem land for bauxite mining, as a news report from the Time explained. Since this big mining project began with the granting of the original prospecting lease in 1965, the Aborigines have opposed the development. The petitions failed and the mine proceeded, but it helped shape Unipingu as a leader and a strong voice for Aboriginal people. He became a figurehead in the Northern Land Council, the authority representing Aboriginal people in the region.
7: Not acceptable by all of us, by everybody who's here.
8: Unipingu was Australian of the Year in 1978, and while his influence stretched across the country, he lived his life among his people. He helped create the annual Garma Festival, a much-loved celebration of culture that attracts Prime Ministers, industry leaders and ordinary Australians alike. He retired from his Land Council role in 2004.
7: I plan to take a rest if I can do, do uh things that is uh, with the families, uh, more involvement with uh, with the regional uh, responsibilities, uh, setting up economic Propositions for, not only for my own families, but for other people.
8: But his fight to protect First Nations' rights was far from over.
7: These rights are self-evidence. These rights are fundamental to our place within Australian nation.
8: He stood beside Anthony Albanese at the Gama Festival last year as the Prime Minister moved to enshrine an Indigenous voice in Parliament
9: to walk with First Nations people towards reconciliation, to take that journey, to accept the generous, gracious offer, which is beyond what could have been reasonably expected, given the history of this great island continent since 1788. We will walk on that journey
8: as a legacy for one of the pioneers who first set out on that long and winding road. Greg Diet, SBS News.
4: Your community, your conversation. NITV Radio.
0: I am Petrantungandami, and you're listening to NITV Radio. Coming to you this Monday afternoon from Nam on the Kulina Nation. Coming up next, we have a story about a call on the federal government to provide a lasting answer to thousands of First Nations victims of the failed insurance company, Yopla. Also, the Vatican is finally denouncing the colonial doctrine of discovery, a stratagem used by colonists to justify dispossession of indigenous lands across the world.
4: You're with NITV Radio.
0: One year after the collapse of UPLA, First Nations elders and advocates from around the country held a National Day of Action at Parliament House to draw attention to the prolonged uncertainty and crisis in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities who are still waiting for a federal government decision on the collapse of the predatory insurance company. And joining me to discuss the events of today is Bettina Cooper, Aboriginal Financial Councillor at MOB Strong Debt Help. Bettina Cooper, thanks a lot for joining us on Short Notice. And uh, now tell us about the situation that led to today's powerful day of action.
5: This is my fifth time in Canberra identifying and explaining that ACBF and Nupila ripped off over 30,000 First Nations people by misleading them and saying they're aboriginally owned when they weren't. And we've been waiting for the government's promised enduring resolution. And if it's not a dismay budget, it'll continue to cause harm to community.
0: Yesterday, I mean, last year, not yesterday. Last year, it seems like yesterday. The events haven't really uh, left our minds. When the this insurance, funeral insurance collapsed, the government put in place a stopgap kind of measure that's ending in November this year. Uh, are they going to prolong to extend it, or what's the situation with this uh, temporary measure?
5: We're not interested in that program being extended because only for us to provide a funeral once somebody has passed, it doesn't take away the trauma and the stress and the worry of not having your funeral sorted. We want them to refund people who have lost their money. We want to refund everybody who has lost their money back to 2001. And we want them to provide that as an option of either getting their money back, getting a savings product or a funeral bond. You want choice.
0: Because one of the demands uh, that I I heard was uh, put forward is to set up like a a compensation scheme uh, with a fund of uh, several hundred million dollars. Has this demand been um, addressed, uh, listened to, or even considered by the government?
5: I, I hope it is. We've spent today, yesterday and we'll spend tomorrow, meeting with many members of Parliament, including Ministers Bernie and Minister Jones tomorrow. And we are hoping that they've heard our voices, and they're going to provide a culturally appropriate solution, and give people the opportunity of getting their money back.
0: Oh well, in a few weeks or a few yeah, less than two months, uh, the federal government will have to table a new budget for the next financial year. So I believe uh, the upcoming deadline is uh, crucial.
5: So, yeah. yeah, it's not—it's not—it's not acceptable to wait any longer. They've known for a year. First Nations people are hurting. They contributed to this problem. When they let ACBF Uplus be the first and only ever funeral insurer on centre pay, what they did is they provided a vehicle that let financial abuse happen to First Nations people. They need to be part of the solution now and they need to not wait. We need to get up, stand up and show up now and they need to do the solution now.
0: Yeah, what you just said about after pay, it's just uh, the fact that uh, the government allowed uh, the federal insurance company to actually draw from uh, people's centering payments directly. Mm. And it was the only Mm. one, I believe, in the country to have this privilege.
5: Only only funeral insurer ever, and, 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 and only for First Nations people. Not good enough.
0: Why would they have allowed this uh, to happen uh, despite rumours of this uh, organisation being mismanaged and uh, even on the verge of collapse had been going on for several years?
5: Look, it's not a company that ever misled people and told them they were aboriginally owned and operated when that wasn't the truth. It continually changed every time the government tried to counselling them for doing something illegal. They changed who they were to escape the rules. And the government didn't act. They didn't stop them. If they would have not let them on centre pay or if they would have stopped them from taking advantage of First Nations people, then this problem would not be so big and so costly to them now. But Mm -hmm. it is because they made the mistakes and it's time to sol- give the solution.
0: Now, to their credit, the current government is new and actually inherited a situation that was already bad and uh, deteriorating. But uh, to their credit, the government has shown commitment to address uh, Indigenous affairs and uh, solve uh, all the underlying issues, especially under the leadership of uh, Linda Burney. Now, uh, any hope of a solution coming out of your discussions with uh, Linda Burney and uh, the government?
5: I'm a hopeful person. We as Safe Story Business have done the only First Nations consultation and we've done community engagement to all our different 125 plus organisations. I'm hoping that the government has listened to what the voices have said of First Nations people, what they want in a solution. I'm hoping Minister Burney has listened and Minister Jones has listened And they have heard and they will provide an enduring resolution that fits First Nations people, that's culturally appropriate and provides choices and lets them get their money back.
0: Now, what should the people do in light of what is going on?
5: At the moment, the best thing you can do is let your local federal member know that you want a solution in the May budget. That's what we need you to do. Tell your federal member, it has to be May.
0: Bettina Cooper, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us uh, on short notice and informing us about uh, what's going on in Canberra and all the efforts to have all the victims of uh, the failed insurance company duly compensated or have their situation addressed.
5: Thank you. Join the
4: conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio.
0: I just have to clarify that that conversation with Bettina Cooper was recorded last week in the sidelines of a day of, a day of action in front of a Parliament House. That was last week, Tuesday, May, March the 28th. We must now go to a break, and when we come back, well, we'll hear how the Pope has finally denounced a fiction used by colonists around the world to justify occupying Indigenous lands and uh, a yeah, Dispossessing Indigenous uh, people of their land and claiming it for themselves.
4: NITV Radio. Share our stories on Facebook.
9: An acknowledgement that's been years in the making. The Vatican has rejected the Doctrine of Discovery, a 15th century concept laid out in so-called papal bulls that were used to justify the seizure of indigenous lands in Africa and the Americas. The Vatican said the papal bulls or decrees did not adequately reflect the equal dignity and rights of indigenous peoples, adding the decrees have never been considered expressions of the Catholic faith. The historical theories provided Portuguese and Spanish kingdoms the religious backing to expand their territories in Africa and the Americas. 26-year-old Spanish engineer Carlos Blanco welcomes the Vatican's move.
2: I think it is good. Perhaps apologizing is now not the main issue. The important part at this moment is to understand what happened and how it was carried out. To now apologize makes no difference. We must remember history as it was and give a thought as to how it was done.
9: The doctrine of discovery is a legal concept established in an 1823 US Supreme Court decision which set out the meaning of ownership and sovereignty over land passed to Europeans because they discovered them. Historian Fernando Cervantes says it is a good thing the Vatican is being
6: critical of the past. They are bulls. They are uh, not encyclicals or... Official declarations, so they've got to be put in that context. I mean, they, they are they are political ad hoc uh, pronouncements of popes who are obviously looking for a for a, the best solution to their predicament, their political predicament. So there's no, um, you know, that that really any historian needs to take that into account. Um, the second thing that any historian has to take into account is that to say that. These documents actually laid the foundations for overseas colonialism, especially in the new world, the world of America, uh, could not be more, more misleading because, I mean, they were written in, a, you know, 40 years before Columbus sailed to America.
9: There have been mixed reactions following the Vatican's decision. 74-year-old retired economist Louis Garcia says he doesn't understand the move.
2: There was a time when the Holy Father said that we should apologize for what we did in America, but if we compare our colonization with other countries, ours is a model to follow. Universities, hospitals, literacy, protection of the rights of indigenous people. So I don't really understand all this.
9: The statement represents a historic recognition of the Vatican's own complicity in colonial error abuses committed by European kingdoms. It said it was right to recognise these errors, acknowledge the terrible effects of colonial error assimilation policies on indigenous peoples and ask for their forgiveness. Cardinal Michael Cherney, the Canadian Jesuit, whose office co-authored the Vatican Statement on Doctrine of Discovery, has criticised the Vatican's move.
4: I am touched by the way in which the document doesn't close the book. It doesn't, it doesn't attempt to say, and that's that, and we'll have no more of that, thank you. No, it, it acknowledges that dealing with such a, a painful heritage is an ongoing process, it acknowledges, still more important, that the real issue is not the history but contemporary reality.
9: A debate likely expected to continue. Amen Baghdadi, SBS News.
4: Your community, your conversation. NITV Radio.
0: And for just the fifth time in history, a group of traditional owners in Victoria has had its native title claim recognised by the Federal Court of Australia. The Eastern Ma people of Southwest Victoria welcomed a group of judges to their country last week to officially recognize their native title over more than 8,500 square kilometers, which incorporates Apollo Bay and the Twelve Apostles. Chusi reports.
3: To the Eastern Ma people, it's recognition at last. After a 10-year struggle in the federal court, this special hearing was set up 200 kilometres from Melbourne on culturally significant land. Indigenous people, young and old, gathered in a showcase of culture dating back tens of thousands of years. Tributes were also paid to past generations and their ongoing connection to country. Ebony Hickey is a family group representative and says this day represents a triumph of her people over the horrors of colonialism.
5: Despite that, we're still here. Despite that, we're still thriving. The resilience in our community is, like, miraculous. You couldn't be a surviving people without the strength of the determination that came from our old people, that lives on within us. It's, it's who we are and it's who we'll continue to be.
3: National Native Title Chief Executive Jamie Lowe says it's an equally important day for his people's younger generations. I think for them to see this today um, and for them to recognise that their, their culture is alive and it's strong um, and I guess projecting them into the future and you know, I guess it's a platform that you can build off. Um, there's a lot of conjecture I guess around Native Title and you know, what it does and doesn't deliver. But what it does say is that our, our people have been here forever. and Now that's an Australian law. And that, if nothing else, is hugely significant. Um, it's permanent. Um, and we will continue to be permanent here in, you know, in the Ma Nation. The proceedings took place at Logan's Beach near Wannambool. The native title recognition stretches along the Great Ocean Road to Apollo Bay and throughout large parts of southwest Victoria. CEO of the Eastern Ma Aboriginal Corporation, Marcus Clark, says it confirms that his people's traditions and customs have survived on these lands since colonisation. It's the right to camp and enjoy uh, an area, the right to fish, the right to hunt, the right to collect water for domestic use, um, the right to enjoy culture, and it also gives certainty for um, government and other um, non-government agencies that particularly deal in land and uh, resources to know who are the right people to speak with. The Federal
5: Court of Australia is now in session. Please
3: be seated. In a tent set up on a field behind Logan's Beach, the Federal Court formally recognised those rights. It was an agreement between the state, Commonwealth and 156 interest groups. Bernard Murphy was the federal court judge to make the declaration at this special gathering.
8: What is occurring today is not a grant of native title, but a recognition of native title. That is, a recognition that this beautiful country has always been the country of the Eastern Ma peoples and always will be. Unfortunately, it's taken Australian law a long time to recognise what the Eastern Ma peoples have always known.
3: The legal bar for proving native title that there has been an uninterrupted connection to country has been difficult to achieve for traditional owner groups in Victoria. In 1998, the Yorta Yorta people had their claim rejected. Today's determination is just the fifth successful claim in Victoria. Rubenberg from the First People's Assembly of Victoria says this claim is a good step in progressing to a Victorian treaty. The
7: treaty is obviously a really critical thing for us here in Victoria. And this recognition at the Commonwealth level is really important and it gives us a really solid base to then be able to progress and continue to seek the rights that we want at a state level as well.
3: Tarsok SBS News.
4: Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio.
0: Uh, that was uh, Thou Shalt Not Steal by uh, the great Kev uh, uh, Comedy, a song, I believe, uh, that uh, really ties together very beautifully the topics we covered uh, in today's uh, program, including uh, the sad passing of a uh, great giant of uh, land rights and Aboriginal rights, uh, the great and uh, giant uh, Yunupingu, who passed away earlier this uh, morning. He also brings together the story about uh, the Vatican's uh, final re- Finally, repealing the fiction used by colonists across the world to justify dispossessing indigenous people of their land right across the world. And uh, this brings us to the end of uh, today's program. Um, Bertrand Tungendami, Bertrand Tungendami, thanking you for your company this uh, Monday afternoon. Till next time, bye for now. Yalu.